show the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, The thing is gone from me. If you will not make known unto me the dream, with the interpretation thereof, you shall be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made a dunghill. This is pretty blunt. Now this man, he has been awakened from his sleep by a dream. And, and it's troubled him. And sometime in the course of it, he's forgotten what the dream was. Well, we, we can forget everything that's happened uh, this morning so far, sometimes, just due to absent-mindedness. But now to the king, it was important. And, and he's, he's making a very unreasonable request. He said, but if you show the dream and the interpretation thereof, you shall receive of me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and the interpretation thereof. They answered again and said, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will show the interpretation of it. Well, you know, common sense would tell us that that, that people that were skilled in pleasing the king, and these people were, they were on his payroll. They, they had advised him for many years, no doubt, and, and if he had come up with a dream, they could huddle together and come up with something that would please the king, and that's what they were after. Uh, don't ever upset the king in any way, you lose your head. So please the king. But then the king answered and said, I know of certainty that ye would gain the time because you see this thing is gone from me. Now he's just being totally unreasonable, isn't he? The, the dream is gone. I can't recall it. And now you're making excuses because you can't tell me what the dream is. Well, they're, they're starting to get real concerned now. He said, but if you will not make known unto me the dream, there is but one decree for you, for ye have prepared lying and corrupt words to speak before me till the time be changed. Therefore tell me the dream, and I shall know that ye can show me the interpretation thereof. The Chaldeans answered before the king and said, there is not a man upon the earth. Not a man upon the earth that can show the king's matter. Therefore there is no king, lord, nor ruler that asks such things at any magician or astrologer or Chaldean. You know, they're in full understanding now that this is very unreasonable. The king has dreamed a dream, but can't even tell them the dream. And there's nobody in this whole world can tell you what you dreamed. There's nobody that can look into your heart and your mind and your soul and tell you what you dreamed. It's just impossible. He, they said, and it is a rare thing that the king requireth. A rare. It was unheard of. Yeah, it was rare, but seriously, it was unheard of. And there is none other that can show it before the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. Now they're not here. 
You know, these men are standing there before the king and, and the gods that they worshipped haven't come down and stood before the king with them. They're all alone and they're facing a heap of trouble. It's a rare thing. It's an unheard of thing. It's something that has never probably been done before. For this cause, the king was angry and very furious and commanded to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain, and they sought Daniel and his fellows to be slain. Now, out of all the wise men standing before the king, the astrologers, the sorcerers, the Chaldeans, all these people... But now all of a sudden they've included Daniel and his three companions. Well, they had a reason to do that in verse 20 of chapter 1. You can see that. After they had, after they had requested to be fed pulps, and probably just soup or beans or some such, and, and, and yet their countenance and their weight gain was better than all the others, instead of eating the king's meat, then they stood before the king and in all manners, matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and the astrologers that were in all his realm. Yeah, they were wise. The king considered them to be wise. And now the king's captain has come to Daniel and his three men. They're going to kill them too, along with the magicians and the astrologers and the sorcerers. Then Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Ariok, the captain of the king's guard, which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Ariok, the king's captain, Why is the decree so hasty from the king? Then Ariok made the thing known to Daniel. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Well, Daniel didn't have a choice, did he? Now, now Daniel had to lean on something that no one else there was able to lean on. Daniel was able to lean on the God of heaven. But in order to do that, Daniel had to go get some time because a man had come to kill him. And, and these things are taking just a little bit of time. So Daniel went to his house, verse 17, and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his followers should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Now, there's three points I, I really thought of. Uh, I, I don't want to, uh, to over, over preach or over teach anything. And don't want to belabor it and, and tear it down after I finish. But those three points, and, and one of them is, when, when there's trouble, 
And, and when there's trouble come about, who, who even knows there's trouble? Who, who knows that there's heartache going on? Now, now it's something to give some thought to. Who, who even knows that there's trouble? We, we live lives that are pretty private unless we, unless we just broadcast them to the whole world. We, we live lives that are very private in, in a lot of cases. And the things that we say in our home to our spouse, to our kids, those are private things. The, the things that we say on the telephone, they're, they're private things even though the government's interfering with that and they want to hear it too. But for the most part, it's, it's our private lives. But who knows? Who, who can know in this matter? Who could ever know all through Babylon that Daniel was in trouble? Who, who would even begin to go there that Daniel was going to be killed too? Now, we know that... Uh, Nebuchadnezzar he called in the magicians he called in the astrologers he called in the sorcerers and he called the Chaldeans but he didn't call Daniel he didn't call Daniel and his three companions that, that's not even in that second verse is it he didn't call them but now the people that served the king knew that Daniel and his men were wise, his three companions. So they naturally lumped them in among all the wise men. And when this old king made that decree, uh, he did this out of anger. He, he was furious. And, 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 you know, king doesn't have to be rational. Our president's not rational most of the time, and, and any king doesn't have to be. Uh, most of our leaders in this country are not rational. They're living in some kind of a fantasy world, it seems like, and this king must have been the same way. Who, who knew Daniel was in trouble? You know, many years ago, I... Uh, I heard, a, I heard an old country song and didn't really like it at the time. It had some, had some words in it I kind of disagreed with, but it come to my mind. And, and, and I thought of the who. And I thought of old Lyle Lovett and that song he had, God knows, but I don't. God knows. But he actually said, God does, but I don't. In other words, God might care about you or, or God might uh, know the secrets of your heart. God may know what's going on in your lives, but I don't. That's the difference between God and me, and that's the part I really didn't like because there's a lot more difference than that. But he said, God does, but I don't. And it's a good thought now. God does. God knows what's going on in our little worlds. Our little worlds are in our homes and in, in our work sites and all this. Every one of us lives in our own little world for the most part. God knows the problems. He knows them. 
And he knows that there's trouble. Who understands that God knows? God does know, don't He? I don't know, and you don't know, and maybe you don't know, but somebody's got trouble somewhere in this world, and we can't tell who it is because we can't see the hearts. But God does. He does, and we don't. And that's what God's out there for, to help us. God's not out there to hurt us. God's not up there watching over this world and and with evil intentions in His heart. That's not what God's up there for. He wants us to look to Him. And He wants us to call on Him. And then then I thought about another another thing that, that Daniel knew. Daniel knew this in his heart. When when Daniel left the king and he went to see his three companions, he knew where his help could come from. Daniel knew where the answers were. He knew who could give him the answers. There's no doubt in his mind. I looked down at verse 17. Daniel made the thing known to his companions. Uh, I didn't see any whining. I didn't see any moaning and banging their heads against the walls. Oh, we're going to die, we're going to die. I didn't see any of that written down. And, and even in the attitudes, I didn't see any of that. But Daniel told them that they, that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret. It's time to start praying, boys, is what he said. It's time that they look upon God in heaven and, and beg of Him to give them the answer to this. We, we don't want to die with the rest of the magicians. Of course we don't. Nobody really wants to die. So Daniel, he tells them, and he tells them that they would desire mercies of the God of heaven. That they would desire. In other words, they would pray. They would go to their knees. They would hit their knees and they would pray and they would ask for mercy. They would ask for the answers to this dream. So I, I thought about that. We, we all got stuff that, that are troubling us. Every one of us. And, and it could be any time in our life, at a young age, at an older age, any time in between. There's always something to trouble us. There's something to weigh us down like carrying a big load on your back. I was picking at Brother Ken talking about him carrying that great big old piece of pipe I saw him with this week. I forget what day it was. And, and I held the back door open. He walked through and, and, and he just kind of leaned over and laid it on the floor. It was thin plastic. But now if he had had a galvanized iron pipe that big around, it had been about three men on it. He would have had some weight on him. And I want to tell you, when you got weight on, the, on your shoulders, and, and it makes your legs tremble, makes your legs bow up and try to get under you and carry this load, it gets pretty tough. And loads on our spirit does the same thing. It just wears us down. It, it can drag us down low. 
And every one of us could be carrying a load and a heavy weight. And nobody knows it, huh? Well, where are we going to get help? If Brother Ken had had to carry that pipe and it was and it was cast iron, fifteen feet long and five inches in diameter, where's he going to get help? Who's he going to ask for help? You know, he's going to have to start scrambling a little bit. This not everybody can get under that and go with him. Not everybody. So, who can help us with the bad things of our life? Well, part of that song of old Lyle Love, it said, God can, but I can't. I can't help you. A deacon can't help you. A Sunday school teacher can't help you. Because they don't know. They can't read your heart. They can't read your mind. And, and even, if, even if that thing was known... Most likely it's spiritual and there's only one can help you. God can. God can help. And He's the answer to our help. He can do it. He certainly can. We have to go to Him in prayer, don't we? We, we have to own up to our own faults. We have to own up to our own shortcomings. We, we may have to own up and say, God, I, I've got myself in a mess. And, and, and Lord, it's me. I'm the problem. Can you help me? Yes, He can help you. Now we'll come to the next part though. Will He help you? Now we see we're getting into something else. Isn't we? We're really getting down deep into it now. That song said, God will, but I won't. Well, that's normal. David was a man of God's own heart. And he said, no man careth for my soul. No, not one but God. That's about the way it is in life. Nobody cares. All through this world, we, we get maybe a, a, a hint of some concern. Maybe, maybe we have a, a few seconds from somebody of a concern. That, that they may have. I hope it works out for you and they're going on their way. They've got worlds of trouble of their own. Now who will help us when we're having trouble? Who's going to lift us out of those dark, miry pits? Those, those places where we get ourselves into spiritually. And, and those places where we've, we've ignored God and His Word and, and we've not dwelt on Him all the days of our lives and we've gotten ourselves in deep, dark trouble. Who's going to help us? Who will help us? God will. But I won't. But we won't. We can't. There's things that human beings can't do. Dr. Oz and all his glory and wisdom that people live on so much and talk about. Dr. Oz can't help. Can't do it. Dr. Spock wrote all these things about rearing the children. And if you rear them the way Dr. Spock told you to rear them, they're going to be wild animals. Dr. Spock can't help. What about this doctor that's on has this TV show? This psychologist can't remember his name. It's gone from me. But there is many, many screaming and hollerings and troubles going on there. 
He can't help, can he? Sure, he knows human nature. And, and he understands that aggression builds up and, and, and uh, covetousness and envy and strife. Everybody can understand that. He can't help you. And will he help you? No, because he's unable to help you. We can't help in many things. But God will. Now why did God help Daniel? Verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they would desire mercies, they would pray, they would desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret. Yeah, it was a secret. The king couldn't even remember what he dreamed, yet he's going to kill everybody around him. He was being very unreasonable. But to the king it didn't matter. That Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. It's time to start praying. Time to start looking to where the answers can come from. It's time to start looking to the one that does know. To the one that can help. And most of all, to the one that will help. Time to go there, isn't it? Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Who blesses God? Who, who is there that blesses God anymore? Who, who is there that every day they get up and thank God for another day? Or, or drive safely to Bogalusa, Franklin, or Covington. Who, who blesses God that we have made a safe trip and we hadn't had a wreck and killed ourselves? Who is it? <clears throat> Look at verse 22. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him nothing dark to God nothing that God doesn't see and he doesn't see it all the way through to the end he sees it all the way there's nothing that God doesn't know he does know it all he knows it from the beginning he knows it to the end he can help now that, that was one of those things that, that just caught my attention. He can help. And, and he's not only is he ready and willing and able and can help us, we go to him, we confess our own weakness, our own faults. God will help us. He said in verse 23, I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers who has given me wisdom and might we like to take that claim for ourselves don't we you know I, when I was looking at this I thought about my boy Tyler he went from a little old bitty youngin to 18 and a half years old and shoulders about that wide muscles bulging all over him he's mighty for his age and his size he lifts almost 500 pounds, dead weight. He's mighty. 
What can Tyler do about anything of this? Nothing. God has the might. And, and it's a might based on the power of the Spirit. The flesh can do nothing. He's given me wisdom and might. Is Daniel saying that I'm mighty? No. Is Daniel saying that I'm super smart and got an IQ of 180, whatever? No. God has given me wisdom and might. God. Nobody else. But, and hast made known unto me now what we desire to thee, praising God for it. Do we praise God for the little things in our life? Do we praise God for lifting us out of the dark places that we let ourselves get into? Do, do we look to God for the help? Knowing that God can help and ask Him if He will help? Do we? Sometimes we just blunder through this world alone, don't we? We try to face it all. And then Daniel went into the king. Now Daniel was very gracious. He was full of wisdom. He went and said thus unto him, Destroy not the wise men of Babylon. He told that captain, Don't destroy him. I have the answer. Don't destroy him. No need for all this. In other words, let's just slow down on this thing. And then he brought him into the king in haste. And Daniel answered in the presence of the king in chapter 20, uh, verse 27 and said, The secret which the king hath demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king. And then Daniel said, But there is a God in heaven that revealeth all things. How many of us proclaim to this world today that there's a God in heaven that can cure it all? That there's a God in heaven that knows it all? That there's a God in heaven that can take all the problems and make them all right? How many of us are telling the world that? With our lives, with our actions even. You know, we all fail. Every one of us fail. But there's a God in heaven That revealeth secrets. In other words, he knows the secrets. What is a secret? That's something me and Brother Mike has between us until he decides to tell somebody else. Or I decide to tell somebody else. Then it's no longer a secret, is it? But God knows the secrets and He keeps them. He doesn't have to confide in anybody else. And He said... As for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into thy mind upon thy bed what should come to pass hereafter and he that revealeth secrets maketh known to thee what shall come to pass. God revealeth the secrets. He knows. He knows the trouble in our hearts. He knows the trouble in our lives. But where do we go to in our troubles? When we're young, maybe we're off on our own. Maybe we, we're trying to make our own way in this life and, and we run into trouble. First thing we do is run to daddy or run to mama or whatever. God has revealed all the secrets of the world. 
That means the secrets that will help us, that He knows, He'll guide us through it. We need to look to God for all things. And Daniel was in a world of trouble. But he took the right steps. He knew a God that does know everything. He, knew a, he knows a God that can do anything, even the impossible. And then especially, he knew a God that would get involved. God will help. And he's willing to help. And he's ready. And the funny thing about it, and we don't think about it so much, is, is God's already seen the end of it. He can help. And we need to look to Him more. Brother Mike, let's have a verse of the song.